Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Joel, I am... I'm very satisfied. I'm very happy. Yep. I I feel good. I can imagine you would be. I can imagine you would be. That's that's how I feel. <laughs> In summary. In summation, sure we'll I feel that. good. Yep, I'm sure we'll get to that in due time. We will. Um, yeah, so apart from the obvious reasons and things that have been going on in the last week, what's been going on? Uh, not a lot, not a great deal, honestly, because of because of the adult reality of working. But bef- of course, before yeah. we started recording tonight, I did take a, like a good five minutes out of my night to check out the introductory video for Sony's Tokyo Game Show press conference tonight. Oh boy, what a ride. That is a fun video. A, I recommend everyone tracks it down, treat. by the way. It's so good. And while you're at it, do, do last year's as well. Yeah. Last year's yeah. was also very good. Um, yeah, they they have a way of, like, they have the most hype like, intros, and then their their entire conferences are so, like, placid. I know. Because, like, <laughs> because Japanese people are so, like, like mild-mannered and like good temper they they have good like people skills like they're very like quiet and polite and, you and know, it, listen to all the trailers i was gonna say it's done not cheering and wooing it's done in a very business-like manner which is when you compare it to e3 and there's people like oh yeah crying and clapping it's just like this is different this is a bit different that's for sure and yelling out and professing their love for shuhei yoshida <laughs> like it's yeah it's nuts but yeah, I'm, I'm, PSX is worse. PSX is like fucking. It's like the wild west there. Strap yourself in. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be a wild PSX this year. Oh yeah, I reckon it's gonna get. It's gonna get fucking buck wild this year. Oh, only a few um, months to go. Oh yeah, yeah. That weekend is. Uh, that weekend's always a good weekend. Game Awards and PSX. It's always a lot of fun. But instead of living in the future, Karen, like we all would like to, with our flying cars and jetpacks and hoverboards. Why can't I have a let's, hover? Let's, I want a hoverboard. Just give me a hoverboard. I know, right? It's just rude. Science sucks. Um, what has science done for me lately? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Fucking jerks. It's done just heaps. kept me alive <laughs> with my stupid, faulty pancreas. Anyway, let's get it. What have we been playing this week, Karen? Oh, Joel, are we, are we, am I opening up opening up the discussions, am I? Well, okay. Before we get into the, 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 the main course, I'll, I'll take the floor just for a second because I haven't really played all that much new i played a fair bit of stuff, um, but it's just the same thing. We've been playing... Which is just Destiny yeah, 2. I was going to say, we've been playing a lot of Destiny 2, Joel. Yeah, yeah. And look, still really enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You had a very successful run the other night, though. Oh, even just tonight, I was running public events with uh, my housemate and a friend of ours. And I ended up just, just from running those events in probably an hour and a half to two hours... Like, just tripped over yep. three exotic engrams, which I would never have Perfect. happened upon in Destiny 1 at all. No. You would have got maybe a purple, and it probably would have turned out to be a blue. Exactly. Yeah, like... Um, no, I meant... I was more referring to the fact that you had a successful Nightfall run. Oh, you know what, Joel? Even... You're right, I was successful, but I still think part of my mind is is not okay from that. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't recovered. Uh... So to... If anyone doesn't know what this what that is, basically imagine a I guess a dungeon, but on like on hard mode, yeah, with a time limit and some conditions. And then imagine that my fire team and I are doing it, and we beat the boss when as the clock hits zero seconds on the countdown. Yeah, 
there is photographic evidence there of is. that because I woke up the next day to a, a picture on the PSN Honestly, like, of said zero timer. The fight the fight ended with basically I was trying to punch this boss down and so was one of my other fire team members and another one had like the uh sweet business or something, the the auto yep. rifle that basically gets stronger as it fires longer. And it was just we were just desperately trying to kill this boss and we got there. <laughs> as it hit zero and for a second we were like is this gonna count because technically we're out of time and it should be a game over but yeah. Yeah. it counted and i it was it that the entire mission i was stressed as hell <laughs> but it's okay you get to go through it again with me because i haven't done it yet Yay. can't wait I'm, I'm excited to lose some more years off my life fun times i'm looking forward to it but yeah no i've, I've been having a lot of fun with it i'm um, just doing like the, the doing my dailies, doing my doing my uh, doing my crunches in uh, in Destiny Two. It's um it's still really fun. I'm having a lot of I'm having a ball with it. Um, it just seems more accessible and more. The progression feels a lot better, even though we've all sort of hit that sort of two seventy power level grind. Um, the grind is like not unbearable. No, well, again, like. Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't know if it's the intended way to do it, but chasing public events is pretty rewarding in the long run. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would like for them to see that maybe carry that sort of same sort of uh, reward over to maybe doing like strike playlists or something. Absolutely, like that. because Just, I like yeah. the strikes, but when you weigh up the time you spend doing a strike, which is usually about twenty minutes, versus yeah. how many events you can cram into that time and the amount of loot you can get from those events like it's I don't think I've gotten a single exotic from the strike playlist but I've gotten probably four or five just from chasing public events so yeah yeah I I feel like the strike playlist it almost feels like um it, it's like raid training like instead yeah. of like the, the sole purpose of existing in Destiny 2 is it for you to like alright this is a smaller scale version of what you're going to be doing over about five to six hours like get good at it. I would, <laughs> and then there's the nightfall as well, which sort of is like the next level, the next step of training. Yeah, I'd say nightfall is probably closer to raid training. Even though the raid doesn't have like a time limit, the pressure you are under in the nightfall, and the amount of like the level of teamwork that your fire team is expected to to bring to the table is very is, is a very good way to prepare yourself for what the raid will ask. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I haven't I done think it that's yet. Maybe but... why. Yeah. I think that's maybe why that it that there's not as much reward there. It's just like this is like this is like the training grounds essentially. I mean, and the public events, you go and get your gear, you get your you dick around there, have a bit of fun. But yeah, that's that's what I feel like. I assume down the road, like because eventually in Destiny One, a few I think by taking King probably or maybe not that early, but it had that the the buff that would happen as you played consecutive strikes in the playlist, like your chance to get rare loot would increase with every strike you didn't get an exotic, essentially. And I assume that'll come to Destiny 2 eventually. I just don't think it's there yeah, yet I because I guess it's early days and already, like, it's pretty easy to get to 270 at this point. And from 270, yeah, yeah. Nightfall's, like, the next step, I guess. And, and at that point, like theoretically you should be ready for like at least to start attempting the nightfall yeah exactly um, and then the raid and then you've you finished with vanilla destiny 2 
So I guess I yeah, maybe much. didn't want to do that for strikes just yet. I think it'll happen in future though. Oh yeah, I I, I would not be surprised. Like I mean, we're still in early days. It's like what week three? Where is that of now? Midway through week three now. So yeah, it's a living game. Like even this week alone, we were mm-hmm. finding like new enemies that were spawning in some of the locations, and some yeah, of the, the public yeah. events were altered. So yeah. It was um yeah it's already the the changes are already starting to seep in which is really cool and we've got something um, called a faction rally in like a week and a bit which is interesting mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah early days yeah. early days but still enjoying it a lot absolutely um, and it's still occupying a lot of my time so that's why I haven't played anything else yet and also too I went to try and pick up a copy of Metroid Samus Returns today and could not find it anywhere so it's very difficult um, mm-hmm. I think that um, Destiny, so, Destiny Two also has just it's you can boot it up, you log in, you look at your thing as you need to do, and you can just go do it. And it's it's all pretty snappy. And you can just you can jump in for yep. an hour, do a couple of stri- uh, like a couple of public events, get some engrams, and jump out. Like it's easy. Absolutely, yeah. And it's also good too if you got to, if you want to catch up on some podcasts, you just chuck them yeah. out in the background. Um, not to undercut the fact, like you know, the music or anything like that in Destiny Two, because it's really good. But I mean, on your fourth fifth time doing the same sort of thing like you go all right i'm just gonna like try and multitask here yeah it's it's a it's a really great game to just shoot the shit with like we catch up over like oh yeah catching up with friends is really easy just jump into destiny mm-hmm. jump into party chat you're good you can shoot things and chat it's, done yeah it's been great this time too because we've like recruited a few more members this time into uh into picking up the game we twisted their compared arms to the, like the, we did yeah i think it was just us talking about how much fun we were having with it and the fact that we weren't playing Overwatch with them, so... But I do um, miss Overwatch, like... I I booted up this week to try out the new D.Va and Mercy stuff, so I do sort of... Yeah. I, I miss it a bit. I'm looking forward to going back when the Halloween event starts, hopefully soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I might, I might even dip my toes back in next week as I'm um, stress relief for school holidays, so... Ooh. Um, but yeah, apart from that, uh, last night, the PSN ticked over with a new sale. What a surprise. Uh, and this one was another big digital sale. Uh, and one of the games that was in there was Pyre by Supergiant Games. Um, and it was like half price, which is ridiculous. That's a good deal. You don't uh, say no to that deal. Yeah. It's like 15 bucks at the moment on the PSN. And it's it, that ins- absolute insanity. So I was like, look, I've been wanting to play this game for a while now. Fuck it. I'm going to dive in. So I, I downloaded it. I booted it up for about maybe an hour today hour and a half i think i've played if that um i don't want to go into it too much because i haven't had enough time with it yet to really get my opinions on it but my early early impressions are it's very good um it's gorgeous to look at i mean it's like it's stunning it's just that super giant magic is just absolutely beautiful um and it's got a really great soundtrack to it as well super giant are wizards they just are wizards when it comes to that stuff Mm -hmm. And every like just the fact that every single game that they release is completely different to the last. Like, there's no like, even like themes or characters or like similarities between characters or like gameplay mechanics. It's all just like Wait, you know, because this one's like a like a action RPG, and then there was like a turn based RPG, and now it's like a religious game of basketball. Yeah, and it's crazy. But I'm really uh, like the, the the actual religious basketball part of it is um. It's cool, so you can only move one character at a time, um, and each character, like, you have, like, a light, medium, and a heavy character, which move differently, um, 
and yeah, there's a whole bunch of other gameplay mechanics, but I'll, I'll probably dive into that next week when I've had a um, I've had a chance to really sink my teeth into it. I mean, at that, but, uh, so far so good. At that price, I'm also going to pick it up, so I, I might just join you. Excellent. We'll have we'll have a good pie discussion next week. Um, it's, it's interesting because this is the first. This will be the first super giant game that I've actually really played a lot of. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't really play Bastion, and I played a little bit of Transistor. Um. And it's not that I didn't like either of those games. I just didn't play them. I didn't... I, something else came out or, like, I, I got interrupted. And I never went back to them. I really um, I really like Transistor. It was, it that's was the good. one I really want to go back to, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I, I might ha- In the next draft, I might re-download it because I'm pretty sure I've got it. Was it a plus game? It was, like, free or a plus game, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, so far, Pi is impressing me. Um, uh but, but yeah, I'm still very early days in it. But uh, that's pretty much it from me this week. I haven't really done anything else. So, Kyron, what have you been playing this week? Uh, okay, Joel, which one Which one do you want me to start with? Should I start with Metroid Samus Returns, or should I start with the Dragon Ball Fighters beta that I got into? You pick, man. I- I'll pick. All right. Look, I, I think we should leave. I think we should leave the most anticipated for the last. So. All right. Hit us with that Dragon Ball Z goodness. Okay, so after after being duped originally, not not like in a malicious way, but last week it was actually after we finished recording, Joel. Yeah, I opened up my inbox and I had an email from PlayStation saying, "Hey, congratulations, you're in the Dragon Ball Fighters beta." I then proceeded to lose my mind and tried to get my code, uh-huh. and it was a dead link. I panicked. I'm like, Ugh. "Is it? Is this a thing that's happening to everyone?" And thankfully, it was. And I got a new code like uh, like 24 hours later. But I got in, Joel. Yep. I got to download the beta. It was pretty small. Um, it's really good. Which, as someone who likes Dragon Ball Z, it shouldn't surprise you to hear me say that. I guess. Well, yeah. That's that's yeah. You would hope that that would be your response to this game. Yes. Uh so. I'll start off with the, with, the, with the, I guess, the interface stuff. Like, it was a closed beta, so there was only versus matches available. There were points during the beta sessions that the servers went down for maintenance, and in those times, you could just do, like, a trial battle against computers. Those were the ones I won more often than not, because computers... <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you get to, to, to actually go into the fights. You spawn in, like a world tournament arena, which is sort of like, do you know, the, you don't know the world tournament arena, do you from Dragon Ball? Oh, uh, I think so. Is that the square one? Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. With, yeah. With yeah, the yeah, tiles. yeah. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So you, you basically, you're in that area and you get to pick like a little chibi character from like the Dragon Ball cast to represent you. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the full selection will be in the full game, but at the moment it was just the ones that were playable in the, in the beta, which was like Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, Frieza, Cell, Majin Buu, all those sort of ones. But they were in adorable chibi form, which is incredible. Fantastic. Fantastic. And to go to participate in battles, it sort of has like a lobby system where you would go into the center and just basically enter a lobby and it would just put you in rotation for matches and you would just churn through like that. Okay. So kind of like what, from what I played at the Global Test Punch, but like with arms, yeah, almost? yeah, like arms. Okay, like you just jump into a lobby cool. and it'll it'll match you against people. I don't know. Again, there might be more options in the full version. Just in the beta, that service was working, and 
if you were just standing off to the side, it would just look adorable because there's like a clump of Vegetas and Gokus just punching at each other in the arena in Shibi format. And I was just like, <laughs> this is adorable. I love it. My heart is melting. Fantastic. That's great. Uh, but into the meat of it, Joel, it's the gameplay, of course. Of course. Uh, if you've played any of the, I guess, any sort of Arc System Works game, you know what to sort of expect. It's a flashy game. It's yep. fast-paced. The animations are so good. I love them so much. Yeah, we were saying before about Supergiant being like magicians with what they do. Like Arc System Works as well. From what I've like very little that I've played and what I've seen of like of their games like Blazblue and and like like uh, Persona Four Arena. Like it, those games just look gorgeous and just feel so fluid. In everything they do. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear are gorgeous games. And then with Persona 4 Arena, they create a fighting game that doesn't feel that far separated from the Persona games in their style. And yep. the same can be said about fighters. Like, it looks like Dragon Ball Z. And even though right. that all the characters are, like, they, they look hand-drawn, but they're 3D, and it just... I don't know how they've done it. I don't know how they've done it, Joel. I, I don't understand but it's nuts like I, I love we were saying before when we were talking about this like i love the fact that these people who have these like licenses of like things like tv shows or, or whatnot uh, are sort of like trying to encapsulate the essence of what it's like to watch that tv show yeah. and make you feel like you're in that world i mean south park um stick of truth did the same thing and i'm, I'm expecting fractured butthole to do as well but um yeah it just felt like a playable episode of south park and from what i can hear you talking about this beta it sounds like it's the same thing like yeah like when you when you basically start the fight it has an incredibly cool little intro which as i got further into the beta people were skipping i'm like no why are you skipping this i want to watch this how dare you (laughs) i've been betrayed by you uh and it's sort of like you can pick like your leading character so obviously for me it was almost every single time frieza because frieza best dragon ball villain come at me if you disagree and yep okay uh, so it would it would just be like a little a little like one line of face off and then the fight starts and then it's just it's just Dragon Ball in a two D plane like they somehow managed to it's got fast paced combat but the combos it has like an auto like auto combat combo sort of feature that most fighting games include now right yeah. but it didn't feel like it was dumbing it down too much like it was I think it was just enough to sort of give someone like me a chance against people who were far better than me. Yeah, and also I guess it gives you a chance to experiment with like characters you like and seeing what buttons do what, and then going, all right, cool. I reckon I can. I reckon I'm going to have more control over it if I step it up into the big leagues. Yeah, definitely. Like, but, and I guess like, as much as the combat feels great, and it again, if you've ever seen Dragon Ball Z, like you sort of get a really good feel for it in this. Like, it's easy to punch someone. And there's like a rush feature, where like a rush button you can press and you'll you'll chase them and you can hit them up higher and smack them further and hit them like out of the arena and chase after them and bring them back down. And like there was, I think it's triangle and circle does like an off, like a, a speed move where you just teleport behind them and can sort of catch them off guard, deflect key blasts, deflect attacks. And of course, Joel, the important thing is the like the specials. Of course. Yep. Anyone, you don't even have to watch Dragon Ball Z to know that a lot of the time it's mostly about screaming and firing ridiculous energy beams at one another. Like, that's a fair yeah. assumption. 
Well, spirit bombs. Spirit bombs, yeah. This is... Yeah. It, it gets it. It just does. The the animations look so good. Like, when Freezer triggers his golden Freezer form, you, it looks like you're just watching an episode of the anime. When Goku does his instant transmission, like, warp Kamehameha behind... Yep. Like, to, he charges it up and then teleports behind him and just... It zooms in on his face as he just unleashes this ridiculous beam of energy and which then proceeds to as again as from the anime fly off of the planet into space it's just (laughs) it's just perfect like it's so good that's awesome every every fight i was in that game even when i lost i was like this game's beautiful i need to have this game now they just put the story teaser trailer out from tokyo game show it looks gorgeous. The um, the cutscenes look like they're gonna look like they're from Dragon Ball, even though they're rendered in engine. Arc System Works, how are you doing this? What is your secret? I, it's nuts. Like, yeah, like I, this uh, from someone who isn't like hasn't really followed like Dragon Ball Z all that much. Like, I, I, my knowledge of it comes from from you guys, basically from 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 you, Karen, and and our group of friends that all watched it. And I've watched bits and pieces, and it's not that I don't like it, because I do. I really do. It's just I'm like, I feel overwhelmed about trying to get into it and all that sort of stuff. But even I can tell just by looking at some of these trailers, it's like, damn, this is um, this is pretty special. And there are just so many little things, like on top of how incredible the combat is and looks and all the specials and all that, there are little Easter eggs everywhere, like little... Sometimes a single punch will be a like a punch that that character used it in the manga or the anime, and it's just like they took the time to to make that a move. Krillin can right. sort of can throw a rock as a support because it has it is a three v three fight. I should have said by like similar to Marvel vs. Capcom, right? Where you have your lead in and two side characters, so you can either do like assist attacks with, or you can swap them in and out and vice versa and you know characters that are benched regen health and if you are if you chain them if you try to bring them all at once and get hit by an ultimate you will feel the regret for that of course <laughs> as anyone who's played marvel vs capcom can tell you like bringing in your team and then going oh what have i done is the worst yep. feeling yep it's a it's a i have made a tiny huge mistake moment yeah yeah and but like hands down i think my favorite little little nod is one of the instead of sometimes instead of throwing a rock Krillin can throw a sensu bean and it's just <laughs> it just makes me laugh because you can just pick it up and it's just like oh I got a sensu bean sweet that's awesome like I love that Arc's clearly Arc system cares about this Dragon Ball game because everything about every second of the gameplay just shows that yeah they seem to have like a, a fond a fondness for the subject matter that they deal with yeah and it, um, it just... Which makes me excited for the um the uh the that cross game that they're doing that's going to have Ruby Rose in it because I'm like that's one thing I do know uh is Ruby Rose is, is uh is Ruby and Persona so that might be my entrance one. I'm still so sad that it's just Persona four characters by the looks of it. That bums me out so much. Yeah, that does suck a bit. But oh, well, I, I, I'm still buying. I'm with you on that. I want to get my crescent moon out and just cut people in half. But I, I still anyway. hope we we get the four Ruby girls mainly. That would be awesome. I hope that's what that they're be... doing, and not just if it's just Ruby Rose, that's fine. But I want like the four. Surely, at least, yeah, Team Ruby. Give give me that. Yeah, like, come on, come on, uh, our system works. Come on, we're good for it. 
If you're putting Yamcha in Dragon Ball Fighters, you can at least give us a four. You can, we can, you can at least give us Team Ruby in the cross fight of a cross game. Come on, just do it. Yeah, you can give us four like badass female characters that just kick everyone's ass. Yeah, fucking give it to us. Um, but yeah, awesome. So good. Like it comes out February. I'm counting the days until I get to play it again. I think there's an open beta coming up later this year. I'm pretty sure they said so. I I okay. need that to happen as soon as possible. I hope it's at PAX, and if it's at PAX, I'll just spend a chunk of my days there, just either looking at the screen or playing it myself. I just need more Dragon Ball Fighters in my life. I miss it. Oh, if there's an open beta, maybe I'll give it a go. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Done. Done. Locked in. I like it. But current. Oh. All right. So that was cool. That was like, that was a distraction that pulled me away from the main thing I'm here to talk about, Joel. Mm-hmm. So, in 2004, the Game Boy Advance got a little game called Metroid Zero Mission. Uh-huh. It's insane to think, like, at the time, I didn't realize I wouldn't get to play another 2D Metroid until 2017. Yep. But here we are, Joel. I live in a world where I have played Metroid Samus Returns and I've finished it now. I 100%ed mm-hmm. it. Fantastic. And I, I I love it. Unsurprisingly, I love yep, this game. I, I'm, I'm not surprised. From all the positive buzz that was coming out about it from uh, just like general like games journalists and like fans of the series, I had no doubt that you were going to love this game. But I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that it is as good as it is. It's, it's crazy to think we went from that. Like, we didn't even know this game existed before June. No, that, that's a good point, yeah. Like, it just is like, oh, in June, by the way, uh, you're getting a Metroid game in September. I'm sorry, what? Oh. For Mercury Surprise. Steam? Oh. But at Mercury Steam, like, round of applause for them. They did it. They did it. They've redeemed themselves. They have. In my eyes, like, I, I know some people out there liked Lords of Shadow, and I think... Mirror of Fate was like the 3DS side-scroller Castlevania they did. Yeah, I wasn't into them, unfortunately. Uh, but Samus Returns? Oh, I don't know where to... St- where should I start with this game? I'm not going to spoil story stuff. Okay. Because I know that you're picking it up, and... Yes, I will be. There is some very cool stuff it, like in the last like, two hours of the game that... Like I want you to see it first, and then I will gush about it to you. I will when awesome. when you've seen what I want to talk about, I will talk about it to you because it made me so happy. But what I will talk Fantastic. about, I'll just sort of talk about how I felt about the game. I guess like the game itself. Okay. Uh honestly, it's almost all positive. I thought that the areas were really cool. And it's also the first time in a 3DS game I've played with the 3D slider on, like, for most of the time. Right. Now, I have heard about that, that it sort of makes the... Uh, it's not a 2.5D game, but it's it makes it the depth of the backgrounds feel a lot more exciting when you've got that 3D slider yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, the environments, like, with the 3D off, they still look okay. But I think like when you mm-hmm. when you f- slide that up, you really get to see, yeah, as you said, the depth, the world, the areas. Beca- I don't know if they just look gorgeous when the three D is on, and I 
I don't know how to explain it because I don't like 3D really, especially not like on the 3DS. I very rarely use it. Right. Yeah. But with Samus Returns, I, I, I mean, after E3, people were like, "You should try it with 3D on when you play it." I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a shot." I'm not crazy about 3D, it, it, and I had it on almost for the entire game. It's uh, it's interesting when you have a developer that uses that 3D like well. Like I think yeah. the last time that I I remember like using it pretty extensively was uh link between worlds oh it was good in that it was very important so yeah it was really it was great to tell like depth and like different floors of like dungeons that you were in and things like that it was really cool um so yeah it seems to be sort of similar similar feel i guess in terms of the 3d element in in, uh, samus returns yeah as much as because that's the thing as much as i do like 2d metroids it's hard to go back from Metroid Prime and even to a degree Metroid Other M where the areas are sort of 3D and fully realized. Like to go back to just, you know, yeah. 2D plane, you're like, eh, you know, but I didn't even care when I could like look back into the screen and sort of look at the backdrops and be like, oh, this, it feels like a, I'm not, on, I'm on a 2D plane, but it doesn't feel like I am, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah Absolutely. Just the way sometimes you'd be on a platform and you could see it stretching into the background and like as well as in front of you and you're just like, This is incredible. Like these yeah. little things just added up as I was playing the game that sort of just blew me away. That's awesome. Yeah. And another thing actually that was really helpful for the three D is it made some of the bombable blocks stand out. Okay. It's sort of like a you can sort of picture it like there's that one block that you can blow up and it doesn't sort of stretch either way like like in the 3D. So you sort of yep. can use that instead of having to use the scanner which is in the game to sort of... Right, you yeah, like, the like, Aeon Pulse or whatever it is. Yeah, you can sort of use the 3D instead to, be, to make it, to find it in a more natural sense, I guess. Yeah, so you're using, yeah, instead of using the, uh, the what's it called? The gold tanuki suit or whatever, the... <laughs> From fucking Mario 3D World. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it's, as you mentioned, this does have a, a series of abilities called the Aeon abilities. I I like them. I didn't really use... Yep. So there are four abilities. There's the Scan Pulse, which I didn't use very much because it's sort of... It's not really cheating, but it basically does like a, a scan out and you'll get to see like rooms that are near you. Like it'll mark uh, power-ups and stuff like that. And little... It'll highlight blocks that can be destroyed. I used it a couple of times okay. when I was desperately stuck, but it it did feel a bit cheap. Okay, yeah, that's what I gathered from. It seemed to go a little bit against what what Metroid is all about. Yeah, I guess from what I can tell. But but it, again, completely it, optional, so you don't have to use it, which is good. Yeah, it doesn't seem very uh, intrusive, so that, that's a good feeling. Yeah, and you, and since you can use a 3D to snuff out some of those bombable blocks as well, that helps a lot as well. Right. So as well as that, she has like a rapid-fire one, which if you okay. activate that, you then press A to activate it again. Like So you can choose them with the D-pad, essentially. So up is the scan pulse. If you pick that and press A, you'll do a scan pulse. Pick right on the D-pad, you'll activate the rapid-fire. You press A to initiate yep. that, and you've got like a yellow energy bar that dictates how many times you can use his abilities. Rapid fire will right. just fire continuously until that bar is empty, which if you want to unleash <laughs> on a boss is a good way to go about things. 
just like finish the job. Yeah, just like I'm just gonna hold this down. I'm gonna fire at you as long as this bar will let me. <laughs> I used it on the last boss a couple of times, and it felt really cool. That's awesome. Uh, so apart from that, she also has a mechanic which allows her to slow down time, like the. It messes with the time, the flow of time in the world around her, but not Samus herself. Right. Okay. Yep. I get you. So it almost feels like they chose this instead of putting the speed booster in, which sadly isn't in the game. Right. Okay. I Because it seems like the same sort of animation yeah. from what I've seen of the game. Yeah. So I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not sure what I would want to include the speed booster. Maybe there's a, a mechanical reason or a game engine reason, but. Because I started, yep. I found some blocks that I would try to run across them and I'd fall through. And I figured that would be for the speed booster, but it was apparently for this, where if you activate it, again, it slowly starts consuming your energy, like the Aeon energy. But yeah, yeah, the world slows down, which gives you a chance to run across those blocks before they crack and you know drop you through. So that's a very useful ability. You'll probably be using that a lot, especially if you're going to hunt down yep. 100%, which right. I did. There's a lot of those sort of like cracking floors that you've got to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. And sometimes it's, Classic, uh, you can use it in boss fights to like just dodge attacks if you really want to. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And left D-pad is essentially just an energy shield. Like it'll it'll reduce incoming damage. There are like some point like plants that'll injure you over time. It sort of just reduces damage in general and will sort of again just slowly drain your Aeon energy. Pretty straightforward. It's handy again in boss fights if you if it's like getting really close and you don't want to lose, you can sort of pop it on and suck up some extra damage, which is handy. Yep. But I think that was probably the one I apart from scan pulse, which I barely use, I definitely didn't use the armor very much either. I was all about slowing down time and shooting things very fast. Yeah, well I guess like like Super Metro or Metro games in general, especially the two D ones, are all about being, I guess, slightly more aggressive than than defensive, yeah. really? I guess. Like, it's That's the interesting thing about Samus Returns. It sort of adds a layer to the combat, wherein cause it, she has the counter-attack, which is yes. huge. Yeah, that's I'm very excited about the, the, the melee counter. It was very, very cool. Yeah. I mean, it does mean event like when the when Smash comes out on Switch next year, you can, you can yep. come back when it doesn't. Uh, she'll be she'll get a counter. She'll be one of the counter characters now. <laughs> That's awesome. Probably, yeah, no, I'm probably, excited for that. She'll probably join the gang. Uh, but yeah, it's a really important maneuver you can use. I especially okay early on in Metroid: Samus Returns, you are going to get hit by enemies, and it's going to suck. They are going to do a lot of damage, yep. and getting the timing down for the counter is going to be important. Right. Thankfully, almost everything that you can counter. As it's about to attack, it'll enter an animation and like a little, it'll play, a, it'll have a sound effect and like a little white spark will pop up. If you hit counter, then basically you should have no issues with counters. Uh, right. Okay. Cool. Again, it it will take some time to sort of get the timing down, but you'll you, it's, it's pretty easy. And it seems so satisfying it when is. you do it. Like I, I, from what I've seen of it, like in like trailers and whatnot it just seems so satisfying when you execute that counter yeah when you're just running through areas of samus Aran and just deflecting him you're giving him the old don't argue and like because when you trigger that they essentially become a one-hit kill like samus will auto lock onto them with her beam you press fire she'll kill him just dead right and just feels good it feels good 
Yeah. Additionally, you can use it against bosses, and it'll trigger an animation, which, again, I really don't want to spoil any of those, because they were probably my favorite parts in the game. I know some people awesome. weren't, weren't completely sold of them. I mean, they they are very Metroid Other M, which some okay. people uh, some people didn't like the action in that game. I was okay with it because Samus yeah. is a badass. Like, <laughs> she's she's a bounty hunter. She's supposed to be fucking badass. Yeah. So, I really liked it, and just the way she uses them on the bosses is very cool. But again, I want you to see them yourself because. I was giggling inside when I was doing him. Awesome. I'm very excited to play it yeah. when I can actually physically pick up a copy of it. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to get. Most places seem to be sold out. I assume that's because Nintendo just didn't supply enough copies, but who knows? Maybe they didn't order enough. Who knows? Yeah. that's Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, Why wouldn't you want to put out massive amounts of copies for a game, for a franchise that hasn't had a game in so fucking long? <laughs> well, hopefully it's selling well. Like, if it's sold out of this, a lot of these allotments, hopefully when they send more, it'll still sell well. And, I mean, it feels cocky at this point, but after finishing Metroid Samus Returns, I do feel confident about Metroid games in the future. That's good to hear. There. That's good news. Yeah, there are some things at the end of the game, like when you finish it, that you're like, oh, we're we, we not done yet. We're not done yet at okay. all. Okay. <laughs> awesome. And not even like Metroid Prime 4. Like, that's going to be a whole different beast when that comes out. I think we are going to get another 2D Metroid in the near future. Sooner rather than later, probably. That's, that's fucking awesome. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, really, the gameplay-wise, I want to talk about. But I think I really covered the majority of it. It just feels good to be playing. Like, when I booted it up, just running and shooting just felt good. I was, I missed it. I missed yeah. playing as Samus. It was amazing how, yep. how little it had to do to be like, I'm in love with this game already. All I'm doing is running and shooting and jumping. I love it. <laughs> it just didn't take That's much. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. No, I'm so, I'm so happy that it's out. I'm so happy that it's good. I'll be happy when I get a copy of it. But for now, I'm I'm super I'm super jazzed. Yeah, that's why I'm steering clear of a lot of the. There's some really cool stuff in it, but I want you to sort of see for yourself. And when you come back to me and I finished it, we can sit down and have a real powwow about the the meaty stuff. I do also Done. want to talk a bit about the world SR yep. three eighty eight. So it's as we discussed, it's the three D makes it look really good. I enjoyed a lot of the zones. My, if I had to pick one thing about this game to complain about, it's that the areas don't have names. Okay. Like, it's Area 1, Area 2, Area 3. Uh, okay. Which, it's not a huge deal, honestly, but it, it is a bummer coming off of... Because st- I think that's what they were called in the original game as well. I guess, like, from what I know of the of the story of it as well, it like, narratively, it kind of makes sense, I guess, because, like, no one had really been to that planet yeah. except for the the team that you're there to sort of investigate the and rescue the, beacon. And the Chozo, Joel. Gosh. And the Chozo, sorry. Sorry. But but I'm sure the, the Chozo probably wouldn't have named anything. I mean, it's, been, it's probably been a while, so they probably wouldn't have left names for them, which is fair. Exactly. It was just, it was just strange, because, I mean, when you've got, you've got zones that really stand out, like Brinstar and Meridia and Fendrana Drifts yep. and all these sort of names that I, that are in my head forever. And I'm, yep. I just, I don't know, I worry at some points, I'm like, Area 1, Area 2, Area 3, etc. It's just going to sort of fall out of my head, and I made 
because again the areas look nice but they don't go too crazy all the areas you sort of expect okay. to see are there there's like a jungly area there's an underwater right. one they're all there but without the distinctive yeah. names it kind of all bled together sometimes again it's not a huge complaint that's just one thing i noticed yep uh music is it's beautiful i love it like when yeah. when you start the game and the main theme kicks in oh my heart my heart's joel it's sa- it sang along with it as I think I tweeted the the second I was playing it. Beautiful oh, Metroid theme. Right. Uh, oh, actually, how could I forget the Metroids themselves? Right. Okay. Yes. So Metroid Two, the original Game Boy game, is it's a sequel to Metroid One. Essentially, Samus is tasked with going to the Metroid homeworld and wiping them out because they're a pest, obviously. They're not good to have around. Yeah, they're parasites, essentially. Yeah. yeah, they suck the life out of creatures. Obviously, yeah. you don't want that to be a thing. No. So, how it played out on Game Boy, because Game Boy restrained hardware, like, it was restricted, small, grayscale, could only do so much with yep. it. You, could, you couldn't have a huge open Metroid game on that, so... It was stage-based. Okay. For better or worse, this sort of sticks to that. You will be... You'll basically get to a spot, and it'll say, hey, you need to kill this many Metroids to progress. And I was fine with it, but I have seen some people complaining, which is fair. Yep. Like, because I do like about Metroids... The Metroid series is great for when you just get to sort of explore. Yeah, and like that... that Like, backtracking and, and, and seeing an area and going... Oh, I can't get there yet. I'm going to need X ability to get there. Yeah. And as soon as you get that, you're like, oh, fuck, that's that place I wanted to go back to, and you travel back there and, and go there. Yeah, that's that's always the, the appeal to, to Metroidvania games, especially. Absolutely. And it is still there. Like, each of the areas does feel like a, a smaller, self-contained version of that. Because even though you'll go to an area and it will say, hey, kill eight Metroids, you can sort of tackle those in whatever order you wish, which is cool, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I really like about it is just how there are little things that make the Metroids feel like like creatures. Okay. Uh, again, there are some Metroids you'll fight a lot, and I, I have heard people complaining that they think the boss fights were a bit too samey for the first like three quarters of the game. It doesn't yeah, get. I have heard that. Yeah, it doesn't get too wild until it gets close to the end. And again, I see that, but at the same time, I also felt. I, I liked it because it felt like, as Samus Aran, towards the end, I was just getting really good at just dealing with these Metroids. I'm like, whatever. What's that? Yeah. You're, a, you're a boss. Don't care. I can take like, you he, out like this. <laughs> she's learned and, like, you know, she knows how to... Uh, she's, uh, like, equipped to deal with them now. Exactly. So I kind yeah. of appreciated that. And again, once you get the counters down, you, you can clear them out very quickly. That's awesome. Uh, but there are just little things like sometimes you'll be fighting them and they'll scurry off to another room, which at first annoyed me because it meant I had to chase them and go back and go to another room to fight the same boss again. Right. But I also sort of liked it because it felt like as a creature, the Metroid's like, well, I am getting my butt kicked. I'm going to leave because I don't want to die, I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like, yeah, you know, it's it's got survival in its mind, so yeah. it wants to get out of there. Yeah, that makes sense. So I could I, I sort of enjoyed it for that reason as well. But again, that's something that people didn't really dig, I guess. 
Yeah. But I, I, I got over it with that mentality, just realizing it's like, well, this is a creature. It doesn't want to fight me. It's It wants to be away from me. But joke's on it, because I'm going to chase it down and kill it anyway, so whatever. <laughs> and I think the biggest thing to take away from this game is it seems like a real statement for Metroid, for Samus, after Metroid Other M. That's that's good See, to hear. Yeah, the character of Samus after Other M, it, that's what I would say is the biggest negative to that game. That's fair, right? Oh, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. The way like, that... The, it, within there, there was a, an, like a, an okay story to tell in there. It's just the way it was presented was not, not very good. <laughs> yeah, just the way that Samus... The way she so blindly followed orders and would willingly put herself in harm's way all because Adam wasn't like, oh, hey, you can use your Vario soup, by the way. Like, it, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It, it didn't make sense, yeah. Uh, but this, there are just things that Samus does in this game. Again, the game's not really heavily story-driven. There's no long cutscenes with monologues from Samus and Ron anymore. But Thank little, God. Yeah. <laughs> but little things her character does, like little ways she'll deal with a, an enemy or just right. some of those counter moves and a lot of stuff at the end of the game. Holy crap, a lot of stuff there. She, it, awesome. It, I, I don't know. I feel like this, didn't, like this is like them reaffirming going, okay, this is, this is the Samus we, we, that you want. And it, it does feel weird, like with Other M being a game that exists... It's it's weird to have them both existing, and presumably the timeline holds up where this Metroid takes place before other M. So it's weird okay. to have tough Samus here and then like really obedient Samus in other M. I don't know, but the Samus in this game is, uh, I would say a marked a marked improvement. Even though, yeah. again, I feel like they dial back her character. But maybe maybe Metroid Prime Four will get this Samus in more story heavy sequences. Who knows? But I like it. Do you think? Do you think though, if that's what they that their intent behind that? Do you think that if they were to do, or you know, if it sounds like you know the inevitable when they do another two D Metroid, do you think uh, they try to like almost retcon other M? Maybe it's hard. I want. I sort of want other M retconned there are things about that game I don't like yeah I mean Samus's character is a big one but also oh, like sure. the yeah. weird stuff with the Galactic Federation squad and yeah just Ridley in general in other M I don't like that <laughs> I didn't need nah. to see him I didn't need to know that he apparently grew from like a little white fluff ball that just ate things I'm like that's that's not that's not Ridley, man. Ridley's a giant no, space had, dragon. Exactly. Ridley had all the motivation that you needed. It's like he's the big bad. Go shoot him. He looks fucking rad and he's flying around and he's, he's really nasty. Go and kill him. It's and like, he, all right, cool. That's all I need. And that's the thing. Like, I the the canonical nature of the comics and the manga is always up in the air. But in those. Ridley is smart and he speaks. So if they really wanted to explore Ridley as a character, there's room to do it. I just didn't need to know he grew up from like a little white thing. That was yeah. really underwhelming. 
So if they were to try and retcon other M, I wouldn't complain. It'd be a big job, though. It would, because at this point, Other M is the last Metroid before Fusion, I think. Right. Fusion, of course, being the latest because she because Fusion, the Fusion suit. Exactly, yeah. I fucking... That Metroid Fusion is so good. It's a good game. Um, it's, it's sort of... It leans heavily on the narrative aspect, but you still have some fun places to explore. You can still sort of get around without feeling like... Like, it's not holding your hand too much. It's not dragging you here no. going, okay, do this. All right, now do that. Like, it, it nudges you. It'll lock you in a zone and say, hey, go do this task, but you can explore along the way. And it was it was, it was I good. Think, I think that's why I enjoyed it so much because I'm, you know, a bit of a scrub when it comes to that kind of stuff. But... Um, so that's why I think I enjoyed it a lot more, but... Which is fair. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a Metroid game that sort of meets you halfway. Yeah, yeah. Super Metroid, it, as much as I love it, I can see people being overwhelmed with that sort of Metroid, and the Prime series as well. Yeah, oh, the Prime series is like... It's a whole other kettle of fish, because like that, that sense of isolation that you get straight out the gate. Like, I know, I know Super Metroid does as well, but I, there's something about it being in a 3D space where you can sort of look in every direction and go, there is nothing here. Like, I mean, you're thinking of a bigger, there, if the biggest thing is you are, you are Samus. You're behind, you're, you're in the helmet. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. Genius. Genius. Yeah. It's a fucking very, very clever move, but I'm very excited, Kyron. I'm very excited to play it. I'm very excited that it's good. I'm very, I, I'm, I'm very happy that you're happy. I'm so happy, Joel. I, I, I finished it last night Mm-hmm. and was just like, I was so satisfied. And then this morning I went back to it just to sort of clean up my missing, like, collectibles to get my 100% ending, and was yep. still just so happy. And I uh, get 100% because it unlocks extra stuff, like an extra sort of ending that you'll want to check out. Okay. Uh, but I'm just so happy. Like, there's nothing, there's no glow quite like a post-Metroid glow. <laughs> and now I get to go and fire up on hard mode and I'm excited and scared <laughs> we've got a Metroid game Joel you got, you got, and there's another one on the horizon another, at some point coming. hoping we see it at, 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 at uh, Game Awards make it happen Game Let's Awards do it. it's gonna happen it's gonna Let's happen do Nintendo's it. gonna be there Nintendo's gonna be there accepting all the awards so why not oh before I forget uh, one little note: if you're if you're going to play Metroid: Samus Returns, uh, mm. there's a there's a little technique the game doesn't really fill you in on. Okay, and I'll, all I'll say is like, you get a spider ball and you get power bombs. Play around yep. with that if you because it's 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 very useful and the game doesn't even tell you. It's it seems okay. like this game's version of the Shine Spark, which can't which isn't in the game because there's no speed boost. But oh. I had no idea this thing was even in there, and I I was struggling to get a, a power up, and I had a I saw a post on Twitter about sort of dropping a similar hint, and I was like, oh 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 my god, yes yes, and that was very, <laughs> when I found that out, that was rad, and it just didn't tell me this thing I could do, and then when I figured it out, when I was able to do it, I was like, oh this is so useful, oh my god yes. <laughs> Can't I will wait keep to that see, in mind. I can't wait to see people speedrun this game. <laughs> oh yeah, it seems like it's been built for speedruns as well. Like from yeah, I think there's a like 
there's a I think there's some sort of re- like not really a huge reward, but I've heard there's something for beating it under four hours. I'm like <laughs> four hours. It took me fourteen hours. Okay. But okay. I, yep. I was sort of wandering around a lot, going, "Whoa, what's that? What's in the background yeah. there?" And all that sort of stuff. I wouldn't be surprised though, Karen, if you could get it close to that though. If you just crit path to everything and just oh yeah, like that's what the Metro games are good for. Like finding oh yeah, finding the key path to the to the minimum amount of power ups you need to finish the game is the, yep the secret really. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, Karen, are you good? Are you good now? We've 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 done the Metroid thing. I'm. I'll be honest, Joel. I'm still flustered. I, I'm still thinking about Metroid, and I'm still excited. But I think I'll be okay to go straight into news now. I think I'm okay. Excellent. I think fantastic. Well, let's get it. Well, we'll, we'll see how you go. <laughs> let me know if you need a break. It's fine. Everything will be fine. Um, we're going to move into some news now. We got some uh, tasty little morsels this week. Um, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday we had uh, the PlayStation's uh, TGS press conference because uh, if you are keeping up with all the current trends, uh, Tokyo Game Show is on this weekend. In fact, I think it started. It's on now, essentially. Well, not not right it's, now because Japan is asleep. Yeah, but like when they wake yeah, up, exactly. I'm pretty sure it'll be running. Exactly. Yeah. So we're they're in the thick of things at the moment. Um, and yeah, so Sony got in a couple of days early and uh, hit us with their um. With their press conference, which was uh, pretty good. Um, it's, as you said at the start, Karen, it's definitely worth watching at the the intro video. Absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that I don't know what it is, but, like, I kind of want it. But there's some game that, like, involves you, like, I, I don't know what type of game it is, but it involves, like, pop idols. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. That sounds great. Um, sure. Uh, but there was a couple of... Uh, Interesting little tidbits. Um, one in particular from Square Enix for a game called Left Alive. Now, Left Alive is a, a PlayStation 4 and I think PC game. Yes. Yes. Coming out, do you come out next year? Um, and apparently it's a, uh, what is it? It's it's like a sequel of sorts but uh, of uh, the Front Mission series. Yeah. It, according to Square, it sort of takes place between Front Mission 5 and Front Mission Evolved. Whatever that means. I've never played them, but cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's some big names attached to this one. Two in particular. Some, uh, two in particular. Two in particular. Two in particular. Uh, one uh, is it the 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 concept artist, isn't it? From um, yeah, it's uh, uh, the Yoji, Yoji Shinkawa from yes, famed Metal Gear artist. If you look at the box art or like any of the key art for Left Alive, it was like mm-hmm. looking at a new Metal Gear. I'm like, oh hey, Metal Gear, you're back. Yep. Absolutely. That is. It's definitely. It's it, it's that art style that you see and you know exactly who that person is and, and what they've done before. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, uh, the other person who was involved in front mission, wasn't it? Uh, so there was game director, Toshifumi Nabeshima, which whose name I probably butchered. So I'm so sorry. No, that sounded pretty good. Actually. But, uh, give you that. anyone who's in the know might actually recognize that name because he is X from software. Right. So he was sort of involved with uh, 
Armored Core, which is from Software's other series about giant. It's a, a series about giant mechs, essentially. So it makes yep. sense that he would sort of be a part of a game set in the Front Mission universe, which also features mechs. Yes, um, there is a there's like a, a like an announcement trailer that has like a little bit of like some cutscene pre-rendered stuff, and then there's another one that has like maybe three seconds of gameplay. It's very um, brief, but it gives you a glimpse and enough to sort of see that it's a third-person shooter of some sort. Yes. Uh, it looks really good. Uh, this game, I, I, I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, this, all right, I'm in. I'm interested. And then sort of like looked into the names uh, involved in it and I was like, oh, okay, all righty. This is shooting up my, uh, up my interest list. Let's be honest here. Like, if, if this is just Square Enix's Metal Gear Solid, I'm interested because yep. there is a hole. Even even though Kojima was done with Metal Gear for several installments, he just couldn't get away from it. Even though yep. he was done, I, I still want a game like that. And if that's what this becomes, oh man, sign me up! Oh, for sure. And it looks like it. Like it. There's some like crazy stuff going on in that trailer in the the minute and a half trailer that's out um but yeah i look it's it popped up and because uh, i watched most of the conference when it aired because it was on at like five o'clock in the afternoon um i had a work meeting to go to unfortunately so i only got to watch uh most of it but that i caught while i was in the car i, I wasn't driving it's fine um <laughs> I was a passenger. Um, That's fine. That's fine. It's all above board. Yeah. Everything's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Everything's fine. You know, uh, but yeah, I was watching it. I was like, okay. And even on my, on my phone screen and running off data, which was not great, but I was like, this looks very, very interesting. Uh, and they didn't really talk much about it. Um, and we still don't really know a whole lot about it, but it definitely has a very metal gear vibe to it. Yeah. Well, it seems like there's going to be an, an emphasis on survival, like so it's a third person shooter okay. obviously but you'll be laying down traps in the environment and you yeah just all of the, those little tidbits make me think metal gear and obviously shinkawa's art helps if you look at that yes. again the cover it just looks like a metal gear absolutely yeah it yeah it definitely does um and even like some of the shots like there's like some sort of like robotic like like mech suit thing like you know so it could be some sort of like weird, uh, like Metal Gear kind of uh, of vibes to it, which I guess is probably the Front Mission stuff coming yeah, through. But yeah, because Front Mission does have mechs, still, but that that doesn't yeah. that just lends more credence to the Metal Gear side of things because you know Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. is called Metal Gear Solid for a reason. There's almost exactly. always a Metal Gear to fight. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, again, not a lot, not a lot we know about it, but it was something that we thought definitely needed to be brought up. Especially by us too, because we, like you said, Karen, there's a, there's a bit of a hole left yeah. at the moment. Even though even though um, Kojima said he was done with the series, like it doesn't mean that us as gamers were done with the series. There's just there's something about third person stealth, but in particular the the Metal Gear sort of take on it that I really enjoyed. And if this sort of scratches that yeah. itch, I'm gonna be so happy, like so happy. If they can, I, I mean, maybe they're not going for that, but if they can nail the same sort of tone, like, narratively as uh, as Metal Gear. Yeah, very. I, I, yeah. There is something distinct about Metal Gear's narrative. I guess that's for Kojima coming out in it. 
but there's yeah, not a whole lot out there like that. No, Kojima walks that line of like being utterly ridiculous and super super serious. Yeah, uh, and it's a very very fine line that he walks in nearly all of those games. Um, so it would be interesting to see if this is sort of a has that same sort of feel to it. I guess like most surprisingly is apparently according to the trailers of this game this is a 2018 release yeah this is a game we knew nothing about like this time last week just sprung into existence from tgs like there was not even any rumors like you know square enix working with you know ex kojima concept artist it's like no this is out of the blue i mean trailer dropped and that's it i think there had been rumors about nabeshima because he, there was there was talk about him leaving from software, right? But again, people were sort of like, "Huh, oh, that's okay. That's I guess that happens." But it all sort of adds up now that we live in this world where Left Alive exists. Yeah, and we hopefully we'll get to play it next year. That would be great if that could happen. Uh, I'm keen to see more of it because it's very early days, and the trailer doesn't reveal heaps. Yeah, do you think maybe? PSX or Game Awards, we'll see a bit more? Maybe, actually. I don't know. Like, I guess it depends on how far along it is, but again, if it's a 2018 game... Even if they gave us, like, a pre-rendered, like, story trailer. Oh, yeah, that's true. Two-and-a-half-minute story trailer, like, drop that. So at least we sort of know what's going on in the world and and what's happening. Do you want to know something interesting, Joel? What kind? I said a bit of a, a bit of digging while we were chatting just now, and apparently there was okay. a of rumors back in June 2015 about a new entry in the Front Mission series, right? With the help of former Armored Core producer Toshifumi Nabashima. So, oh, it's okay, interesting. But it apparently it popped up all those years ago, and I guess people were like, "Oh, cool," and then I sort of forgot. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, like, for me personally, I had no idea about what Front Mission was. Yeah, that's until fair. Until this week. So, like, I, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that really enjoyed it, but I, me personally, I had no idea. So, uh, it's a, I it's mean, a, it might be... I was going to say, it's a series that Square hasn't really done anything with lately, so... Right. It's fair to not really recognize it or be aware of it, because it's been dormant for a while. Yeah. Well, this might be a way of them sort of getting that that world back out there so people can get me sort of more accustomed to it again and, and familiar with it again. There's exciting but potential here. It looks awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this. Very, very, very excited. I'll be um, keeping a very keen eye on it. Hey, if we could get like a Kojima directed trailer, that'd make me really happy. Make oh, it make it happen. Oh, Let's Jesus. do it. Kojima working with Square Enix, that'd be the massive fuck you to Konami as well. That's a, that's that's the other interesting thing to consider. Like, if this become Like, again, it's so early days, and it feels weird to say, what if this is Metal Gear? But imagine if Square Enix sort of picked up that helm and, and carried the Metal Gear sort of game forward under a different title and, you know, probably other differentiating features. But even just the idea of a similar game to that... And Konami's like, oh yeah, yeah well we've got Metal Gear Survive, huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> if these, if these, if those two games come out around the same time, Survive's dead in the water. 
I hope really, it is. at this stage. I hope it is, like, but I don't know. I mean, again, like you said, it's it's very early days. We still don't know a whole lot about this game, but it could be something completely different, and we don't know yet. Yeah, but it's it's exciting at, to imagine. But I, I, hell yeah! I also just don't think like if if this game comes out around Metal Gear Solid Survive, I think Survival still win just because it is called Metal Gear. Yeah, sometimes that's all, there are a lot of people out there. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there that are like, I'm not happy about this, but I'll buy it anyway. And it's like, well, no, you could just not. You could just not buy it. Joel, we'll probably buy and it. And that'll get the message across. Yeah, we probably fucking will. Because here's the we? thing. I The game, in a way, repulses me. <laughs> but the ideas they talk about sound fun. Like, a co-op version of Metal Gear Solid Five sounds fun. It just yeah, does. Yeah, like a PvE co-op version. Yeah, it does sound good. But I'll feel dirty. Oh, I'll feel dirty what? when I buy it, and I'll probably never wash off. But I'd probably buy it. It'll make me just want to waltz into the, the nearest EB and just put a deposit down for Death Stranding. Just yes, like, I'm sorry, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, Have my money now. I, I know there's no we, there's no price or release date. Just I know you're good for it. Lock it it's in. Fine. Yep. Um. But yeah, cool stuff. Cool, cool stuff coming out of the uh, of the old TGS. I'm sure we'll have a bit more coverage on stuff from from TGS next week. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be some more some, some more surprises over the weekend. Um but yeah. But uh keeping things in uh in Japan, Kyron, for the most part. This next one hits the feels a little bit. It's coming straight for our hearts, Joel. Mm, right right to the feel bone. Oh boy. So um there's it's been a little bit of, uh it's been for a while now people have been saying that there was a, a hidden like a NES emulator on every switch basically I think it was a couple of weeks ago someone they they started sort of digging up information about that yeah um yeah so uh, earlier this week um they uh so a, a bunch of people who was it it was the guys over at switch brute um they found out that there was actually a hidden NES game on every Switch console that's out there. Now, you might think, great, what do I need to do to get this? Um, it's a very specific thing that you need to do, and this is where the feels comes into it. Um, basically, on a, a June 11th, I think it is, isn't it? July 11th, July sorry. July 11th. Um, if you do a certain uh, series of hand motions um, with the two Joy-Con controllers that basically activates this game, uh, which is uh, NES Golf. Now, you might ask, cool, it's a golf game, who cares? It's not Golf Story. Why am I worried? Um, it's because it is a, it is a, a, a classic game from uh, the one, the only, Satoru Iwata, uh, which if you follow anything in the video games industry, you'd know is a very prominent figure from Nintendo who happened to... Tragically pass away in uh, into 2015, um, and he passed away on July 11th. So, and those specific amount of uh, hand motions that you have to do uh, relate back to a series of hand motions that he was synonymous for in uh, the Nintendo Directs. Um, and by doing those on that day and that day only, you can unlock uh, NES Golf from uh, Iwata himself. 
Oh, there's a lot to unpack here, Karen. <laughs> it there really is. It's it's important to note that it doesn't work if your switch has connected to the internet. It'll just right. It'll even if you go change your clock, it'll be like, no, sorry, I know you're duping yep. me. So for everyone out there who has hooked up to the internet, we have to wait until next July to do this. But I I've set a reminder in my phone because I want to do oh, I this. Do that and I wasn't emotionally ready for this today, Joel. I just wasn't. It's look, it it's it's so it's so bittersweet because it's such a great story, but it's also such a like it just brings up uh brings up some of the hurt as well, really. Yeah. Um, well, um, Justin Epperson over at Eight Four, and I think I retweeted a lot of these tweets today on Twitter. Uh, he's talked out that apparently a lot of there's a, a potential that it's being included as an Omomaru uh, Omomaru which is essentially a charm that is traditionally available at shrines and is kept unopened but offers protection. If that's true, it's sort of Nintendo has sent like a little a little piece of a water out in everyone's switches to sort of watch over them. And it just... Again, I wasn't emotionally ready for this today, Joel. I just wasn't. Look, it's such a great story, especially considering the Switch is doing so well. Like... like Say what you will about believing in, like, spirits and all that kind of stuff, like, but I tell you what, that's, that's a good story regardless to hold to yourself. If you, if you care anything about Nintendo or... Even video or games, man, himself. like, Awada... And video games in general. Awada was huge, and, like, a, a lot of his best accomplishments didn't really come, not, well, I guess they were known, but they didn't really get truly appreciated, I think, until after he passed, unfortunately, yeah. Like, I had no idea that he condensed the Kanto region in Pokemon Gold and Silver because I just assumed that Game Freak had just made Pokemon Gold and Silver. I'm like, cool, here's Johto and here's Kanto as well. But no, apparently that was Awada. Awada squeezed that second region into the original game. And th- that seems even more fucking relevant because today, like, as of now, uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver are out in the 3DS. They like, they're re released as. Like, oh, God. He is, um, Awata is the reason that we basically got Smash Bros. Melee without it getting delayed. Yep. He he also took a pay cut. He did. To ensure that, like, you know, people in the company were getting paid properly. Like, it's just... He was such an, an important figure in the history of Nintendo and will not be forgotten. And, and shit like this will ensure that, like... Absolutely. I can't... I can't wait... And it sounds really morbid, but I can't wait for July 11th next year because do you know how many people around the world are going to be whipping out their Switches and just do, and doing this and playing around at NES Golf and doing sort of... doing the direct hand gesture? <laughs> exactly, like you know, and, oh. and 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 essentially like you know, digitally pouring one out for for Iwata. Like it's just oh, it's so uplifting but soul crushing at the same time, and uh, it's it's such a lovely story. It is. Like, um, Awada was clearly loved by everyone at Nintendo, and this is the perfect way to remember him, really. To send this out in every Switch unit. And, like, I don't know if Nintendo thought we'd find it, or even if they care that we did find it. And that makes it even more special. They put it in there and just go, eh, people might find us, they might not, who knows. It's just there. Like... I, they would have put it in there knowing that surely someone, yeah. someone would have figured it out, but they wouldn't have Maybe they they might not have like banked on people 
correlating it between like what the what the specifics you need to to access it uh, and the reason why oh jesus it's worth remembering the quote from miyamoto after a water's passing which was the entire development team at Nintendo will remain committed to our development policy, which Mr. Iwata and uh, which Mr. Iwata and we have been constructing together, and to yield the development results, which Mr. Iwata would appreciate. And fuck, man, the Switch is doing well. Yep. And it's it's fair to assume that he was probably working real hard up until he passed away to get the Switch right after the Wii U went so wrong. I mean, like, yeah, I, this might sound morbid, but like, you know, that might have been the reason why he passed away, like, because he was working so hard and cared so much for that company. Oh man, it's just Mister Water, man. He was, he was so good. Yeah, yeah. It was like that was the first time I think in in like in my all my video game years that like a video game news story about someone prominent in the in the industry, like, he's they're they're passing like really struck me and yeah, fucked me up basically it, it, it was it, it, it was nuts it was nuts um yeah it was, a, it was a very sad day um but this is like a good little bit of a a nice little shining light july 11 joel so, july yeah, 11 gonna... do the hand motions and you'll get to play some nes golf with motion controls it, it helps that it's a golf game as well like i'm not gonna lie <laughs> That's that's also like the icing on the cake for me as well. But yeah, I'm gonna set a reminder on my phone as well. I think it's a great idea. And if you want to switch out there and you give a shit to, which you should, you should do the same. Yeah, let's all come together and play NES golf next July. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Feel the love, guys. Um, speaking of coming together and yeah, feeling actually, the love, wow. Well, temporarily <laughs> coming together. Temporarily. Now we've got some things to go on about this. But uh earlier this week, um Fortnite players, so Fortnite by Epic Games, which is out in its paid early access, but it's gonna be free to play. Let's not open that can of worms again. Bullshit. That's a whole other story. Um Yeah, basically uh players started reporting on both Xbox One and PS4 that they were playing together in some sort of cross-platform magic. What? That doesn't um, sound like a thing, Joel. That's impossible. I know, right? Uh, apparently there was a... I can't remember. The, the, there was a person... I think I read one of the stories that uh, there was a, a dad and his son. That uh, His son was playing on an Xbox in another room, and he was playing on the PlayStation. They decided to test it out, um, and it worked. They were, they were hanging out, playing Fortnite together. Um, and it was for about, like, four or five hours until the feature was promptly removed. Um, and yeah, they basically said that, uh, I think Epic came out and said that it was a, a configuration issue and it has now been corrected. This is a quote from Epic Games. Um, so, that's the basis of the story. Now, here's the thing. Do you think that this was Epic Games, because were they one of the ones that came out and said, look, it's pretty easy to do cross-platform play? I I don't know if they were. I know that the Rocket League guys said that it was something they could do, 
and the Ark Survival Evolved guys did as well. I don't yep. know about Epic. And I'm pretty sure Microsoft with with Minecraft as well has said the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Epic um, has crossplay. Like Fortnite has crossplay with PS4 and PC, doesn't it? Or Xbox and PC? I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, yeah. It's one or the other. It's yeah. You can play with PC, I think, from consoles, but not console to console. So yeah. My 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 question is: Do you think that this is a little bit of a a cheeky fuck you to Sony in a way? To say, look, it's literally as easy as flipping a switch. We turn it on and then we turn it off again. That's all it takes in the space of four hours. Potentially. I I don't know if Epic would do something like that. It seems That's risky, but... Yeah, true. I mean, you are right, though. Like, regardless of whether it was intentional or not, it does show that... And they describe it as a configuration issue. That's it. Configuration. Yeah. To, to enable me on a PlayStation to play with friends I have on an Xbox. That's all it takes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, this is a bit of a game changer. Um, Sony better be fucking taking notes right now. That's and if the they're thing. not sweating, in their, sweating in, their, in their boots right now, sweating in their boots, that's not a thing. Um, if they're not, if they're not uh, shaking in their boots right now, that's the one I, you're I'd after. be very surprised. That's the one. I got there eventually. Um yeah, no, this is, yeah, very interesting. Because um, I, I saw it pop up, and it was like, yeah, Fortnite apparently has cross-platform play now. I'm like, oh, that's neat. And then it was, like, really late when it happened. I went to bed and woke up to new stories of, like, and it's gone again. Yeah, that's, um, that's essentially how, I think I, I shared a link. I was like, oh, wow, cross-play. And then I woke up, it's like, it's done, guys. Pack her up, yep. we're done. I'm like, oh, that was yep. quick. Sorry. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so... Um, there was also someone asked, uh, someone asked, uh, Phil Spencer as well from Xbox, um, on Twitter said something about what do you, yeah, this person, Frederick Lewis said, uh, what do you think of the accidental temporary cross play of PS4 and Xbox one? Everybody was loving it. Lol. Too bad. It's fixed. To which Phil Spencer replied to, I would have liked to have seen them leave the, leave it on. Phil Spencer, like Ooh. that's. Again, because that's the thing, by by tweeting that, regardless of how it went down, like, we don't know, like, maybe Microsoft wasn't okay with this. Maybe that's Phil Spencer just being Phil Spencer. But that just yeah. makes it look like it was Sony who said, no, fix it. Like, we don't want this. Which it's, it, it probably yeah. was. Sony have shown that that's their stance. But because the children, Kyron. you got to think of the children, Joel. Like They, they want to keep children. them safe in the PlayStation ecosystem, even though Ugh. some horrible things are said to people over voice chat in Overwatch. So, But it's important oh, yeah. that they're safe Absolutely. in the Sony ecosystem, Joel. Exactly. Because they've got to make that money. Um, so that's what it comes it down seems to, to me that, Like As market leader, yeah, absolutely. Like it just, it's, I sort of understand. I think we've discussed this in the past, and that's the... I still unfortunately think that's still true as market leader they don't need to open the gates to xbox and switch players it's just it's not in their interest yeah and i get it i totally get it like from a business point of view i totally understand that makes sense why would you why would you do that you want those people who are playing on xbox to come across the playstation yeah but it's like, well, you know, you know very well, Sony, that there are a diehard fan base of Xbox people out there that love playing on Xbox. 
and that's totally fine. And you know that you're not going to be able to sway them. So why not stop being dicks about it? And I, I also think at this point, with ugh, there's been so much this year, Joel, like cross-platform is inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah. It has to, yeah. It, again, like I think the last time we mentioned it, it's like same-sex marriage. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. We should have it. We just should have it. We should have it. Uh, and the fact that we don't is a little little crazy in this day and age. Yes, um, and uh, and it, especially when you when you think about how crazy it is that in a few months, like for, especially I guess for Rocket League, I'm not I'm not sure if Rocket League will, but Minecraft, we'll go with Minecraft. Like Minecraft, yeah, Minecraft. I think that it rolled out today, like the better together. Yeah, it's today. not on Switch yet, but it's coming soon. No. But Switch, Xbox, and PC will be playing together, building building worlds having a good time in Minecraft and Sharing Sony players will be on their own with, with their PlayStation friends. And that just feels sad. And it's going to change. I can ch- tell it's going to change. Yeah, exactly. And their children wrapped in bubble wrap to be protected from the outside world. It's a dangerous place. Joel. We joke, but it's a dangerous it place out there. It's so tough. It's so tough out there, you know, but yeah, it's, I, I would like to think that, it it was a configuration issue or whatever, but I also deep down would would love it if it was a bit of a fuck you. Just like a hey, this is how easy it is. Look, everyone, look. Well, it's on, it's off. Bed yeah. goes up, bed goes down. Like again, even if it's not intentional, just that the accident showing it's that easy is just like oh, and this is a thing that they don't want us to have. Great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Um. But yeah, that was a bit of an interesting one that came out this week. Um, any other thoughts about cross-platform play, Karen? I mean, besides the fact that we should have it, and yeah, no. And as I said earlier, I do think it's going to happen. It's a matter of time. Yeah, it's the moral of the story is we should have it already. Yes, <laughs> we should. I should <laughs> be able to play with my friends on Xbox. I guess the thing most of the people I know have PS4s, but it would be nice to have the option. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be able to jump into Minecraft and play some, build some stuff with Lauren from OK Games, for, and even, for instance. Even more know? recently, Joel, like Destiny 2. Absolutely. Oh my God, yes. If that could be opened up to both. Oh, oh Joel, I'd, we should have crossplay. <laughs> I know the guys over at, like, I know David Platter from over at um, um, the Game Corner. Those guys. Uh, like they've got a clan of like 40, 50 people that they're just like rolling raids and nightfalls and having a good old time. And they're like, come and play with us. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> we are in the PlayStation walled garden. Yeah. We're sitting up in the attic, looking out the window, watching them play on the ground outside. <laughs> um, that's, oh. that's us locked away in the basement, in the, in we, the, in we, the attic. We should have crossplay. It's that simple. Let's, let's do it. Flip a switch. All right, well, that's all we got for the news topics this week. Uh, it's time for our questions time. So uh, we have one question this week from our very good friend, Broderick Gordes, from the Hunting Seasons podcast. Um, if you like TV as much as you like video games, you should go and listen to their podcast because Brod and Damas do an amazing job of breaking down uh, popular television series season by season. Um and it's really good. They 
know their shit. I just say it every time the brother asks a question and I bring this up, but they really do. They know their shit. They're entertaining to listen to. They've got a great chemistry between the two of them. Um, and also, it's worth listening to for Damask's recaps of the seasons as well, which have just Her- been getting hilarious. Damask's recap of Twin Peaks the, uh, Season 3, The Return, was pretty yep. accurate. I'll, I'll give her that. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. I, I liked her. Um, season 7, Game of Thrones one as well was pretty good. Also, well. that was pretty good. Actually, that one that one was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was... Uh, it Yeah... The uh, the sass was coming through in that one pretty pretty hey, thick and fast. Season seven deserves that sass. Oh, oh hey, I'm not I'm not de- I'm not you know denying that, but it was definitely there and I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, but Broderick asks us this week, pretty plain and simply, would you ever be interested in a remake of Super Metroid? Karen, the floor is yours. I like the I like this Metroid stuff. Like we. Start of a podcast, Metroid. End of a podcast, Metroid. It's a nice bookend. Yeah, I like my it. my answer is no. Okay, we yeah. we we have the best version of Super Metroid out there. It's on. We use Virtual Console. It's on the 3DS's Virtual Console. It's going to be on the Super Nintendo Mini in like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be on the Switch eventually, and I do. I think that the reason I was okay with Metroid 2 being remade is because going back to a Game Boy game is rough. Yeah. Especially Samus Returns. Like, just design-wise, it's weird. Samus's, pixel, uh, Samus's sprite is really big because the Game Boy screen's really small. The gameplay right. designs are pretty restricted. So, like, sort of giving life to that was good. But I honestly believe Super Metroid... I've said it before, like, it looks as perfect as it's going to get. Like, I love that game. And I love that the sprites and the, the, the pixels and the environments and the music, everything is... I, I feel like it's aged so well and it still looks really good. I like yeah. it as it is. Yeah. All right. Cut, print, publish. We're done. Uh, what, thank, no. what, what's your opinion, Joel? What's your opinion? I need to know. Well, look, I, I, I agree with you. I think, like, it probably probably doesn't need to be touched at all i don't think i don't think it needs to be updated i think it runs the only update you would need is like something like the snes mini or the virtual console versions which make it more compatible for modern tvs yeah that's actually a good um, point actually that's a but, very good point but like we kind of have that like and i i you know nintendo are going to keep releasing it on virtual consoles from here on out so i'll keep buying you, it <laughs> exactly and you'll keep getting that iteration of it which is not a problem but my question is how would you feel if you were to see Super Metroid recreated in the style of Metroid Prime? No. Okay. I I say no, but it's such a tricky question because the world of Metroid, yeah. Super Metroid, you, to to work that into like a, a, a first person like three dimensional world would be strange. Yeah, it, it's it'd be tough, but if you pulled it off, I mean, imagine having like you know, is it like Crocomire and like Kraid boss fights and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, Crocomire is a weird boss fight to go for, Joel, because of how that boss fight plays out. That boss exactly. fight plays on a two D plane, and it would be—I don't know how that would work three D. Turn out to be like a Crash Bandicoot esque oh, running God. towards the camera. <laughs> oh Jesus, that makes me so sad. <laughs> Um, or even maybe like a, like if they did like an other M style, like with that kind of gameplay 
I do think if I had to pick, I was any, just trying to think outside the box. Yeah. I would probably just pick Samus Returns, or even something like a Zero Mission, where maybe they just redo a lot of the sprites and pixels and make it look more like modern. Yep. Because I do, so, I, I just, I am a sucker for pixel and sprite, obviously, first and foremost. Oh, absolutely. But like, I mean, pixel art has come a long way as well. I mean, obviously, it's hard to say that because it's pixel art, but. But you look at things like Stardew Valley or Shovel any Knight. of those like Chucklefish games, Shovel Knight. All those games look stunning, but they still have that 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 same feel to them, and that's that that heart to them that, that you sort of get from playing those classics. Yeah, and I I, I know I said a pretty flat no to a re, to like a remake of Super Metroid, but if they were to do it like Samus Returns, I could yep. be open to it. I could be. It's just. I really like Super Metroid as it currently exists. And I know that a new one wouldn't take that away from me. Mm. Like how if you don't like Samus Returns, you can still go back and play the Game Boy one. It's still there. I think it's up on the, the 3DS Virtual Console now. But Or even AM2R as well. Like You can still like, find that if you wanted to. If, if you if you look, yes. <laughs> yes, on, on the dark webs. Good game, by the way. Recommend it. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, because Super Metroid, it's so good. But I, I know some people do have issues with, like, controlling Samus in that. Like, it is, she's more sluggish than she yeah, is in right. more recent games. Again, I, I have no issues with it, but I can understand, like, if you played the more recent ones first and go back to Super, it can be rough. So maybe modernizing how she controls would be a good start. But even then, I think you need to, like, change the world to to fit that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard too because you couldn't even add like something to it to make it like justify the purchase because it's such like you said it's such a uh, like a perfect game in some people's eyes for the most part like it's it is a perfect game so you to add something to that would almost cheapen it a little bit. I mean, if, if it add... wasn't done well. If they they could nearly sell it to me alone by just being like, "Hey, we're making Super Metroid, but you could aim." You've got full free aim, like in Samus Returns, and I'd be like, "Cool, here's my money." Because yep. the That's, free aim yeah. in Samus Returns is so good, and I would love that in all Metroid, like 2D Metroid games, please. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm just trying to think now of like stuff that you could add, like if you added like an extra boss fight encounter, but then you'd have to add another extra world, then you'd have to link that into the other worlds, and it'd just be it'd be a nightmare to try and retool that game. Yeah, sort of. The, warrant that uh, but see the world of Super Metroid is pretty well constructed but you could play with boss fights like as much That's as true. Crocomire doesn't have to be the boss fight he is yeah there are so many bosses in Super Metroid though like it's crazy how many like when you if you break down a list you'll be like whoa that's a that's a boss like I always yeah, forget about but, the, the boss fight that's for two worms that come out of a walls it's like I oh, forget yeah. that's a thing in this game yeah uh, what if there was like a, a mode that you could have that like randomized what encounters appeared when, like in terms of the boss fights, or like the um the randomizer mod hack? Yeah, 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 that'd be cool. Like that'd be interesting. Have that uh, built in. It it was sort of met like I love I love Super Metroid the way it is. I yeah, think it's true. The it's, easiest it's way to so sell hard. it, it is because yeah. I think if they sold me a Samus Returns esque remake, like a three D ized one 
I could be on board. Mm-hmm. But I do really like Super Metroid as it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's um, yeah, it's such a tough question. It seems like like you said, like yours was a flat out no, and mine was like a uh, maybe. And that like at first my thought was you know the whole make it like in the prime setting. I was like interested to grab your thoughts on that, but. Um, it'll be interesting yeah like you don't have to it would, rebuild the entire game for that yeah yeah to sort of build it in that 3d space i'm not opposed oh. to it but... no no if, if if whoever was doing it could pull it off like then fuck yeah that'd be rad but um yeah i know fan, i know in the past fans have toyed around with making the metroid prime games into 2d adventures so i mean i guess it could be done vice versa uh, it's it's always easier to scale it back than it is to yeah exactly than push to it, up. it up. That's the hardest part. Yeah, especially again. Yeah, yeah. The world of Super Metroid is built in a very particular way because it's two D. So you're always going down essentially. And right for Metroid Prime, you need to be going like like everywhere. You couldn't All have directions, yeah. D- you wouldn't be just descending deeper. So, but you need to be omnidirectional. Yeah. Like, the Metroid Prime world design is really, really cool. I love what Retro Studios did. But for Super, I reckon, if I ha- if you had to sell me a remake, even though, honestly, you could just... If you said, hey, we're doing Super Metroid like this, I'd be on board day one. Yeah. Just chuck a chuck a coat of paint on it from Samus Returns. You know, that'd, that'd, that'd do it. Yeah, that'd be enough. Yeah, I, could, so, I think... Everyone is getting a Super Nintendo Mini. Play Super Metroid next week, please. Just do it. It's I'll play it again. Game. It's fine. I'll play it again. I got a lot to play on that thing. I got Final Fantasy VI. That's going to take me a thousand years to play. So we should do a a mini game club thing, Joe, when the mini comes out. We should actually. That's a good idea. I like that. I like that a lot. A lot of, like some of those games aren't super long. That's very true. I like that. We Let's, should we should float that idea off of the podcast before we put bring that it in on the, the pocket. Podcast. Yeah, put that in the <laughs> pocket. Put it in your cap, card. It's in my cap. It's it's in my cap. It's being saved. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that was a that was a good little discussion there about. I mean, you're never opposed to a discussion about Super Metroid, and I enjoy that. I enjoy listening to you talk about them as well and contributing when I can. I feel like um, the crazy Metroid person at this point, but. It's the life I chose, that, and I'm okay with that. That's totally fine. I, I, at least, you know, that is a, a franchise that has multiple games in it and not a game that doesn't have a release date and is supposed to come out by the end of next week. Joel, there's one eShop update left. It has to be then. has to be. Come on. Come all on, the, Sidebar. Or Sidebar lies. You know, I, I don't make the rules. That's just how it's going to go. <laughs> don't make me, don't make me, don't make me eat my words. It's got to be next week. Come on. Come on, I'm waiting. Bated breath. I guess we'll see what happens. Like, because it's playable at TGS this weekend, isn't it? Apparently, yeah. So, we'll, so I guess we'll see what happens at TGS. Oh, if, if it's not a stealth drop, and they're just like, oh, it's out now. Keep an eye on miss. that on that uh, classification board tweet Twitter account. Ooh, yeah, actually, that's a good point. It just sort of auto-tweets when games get classified, because I don't think it's popped up there yet, so... Right, yeah. But, uh... Anyway, I think it's probably a good point to end this end this uh, bad boy. Don't you think, Karen? 
I think so. I think we've had a, a healthy amount of discussion. Most of it was Metroid. I'm happy. It, I assume yeah. you're happy. I'm very happy, for sure. Excellent. Well then, we'll we'll call this an episode, and we'll start that, of course, by saying thank you for listening to us talk about video games. We love video games. If you would like to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Facebook, where if you just search for Dialogue Options, we will pop up. You can follow us on Twitter, at Dialogue Options. You can send us an email over to dialogueoptions at gmail.com. Uh, additionally, if you listen to us on any podcast services of, in particular, Podbean or iTunes or anything, just leave us a little review or share us around. It helps. Gets more Please ears. Our, our voices into more ears is probably the better way to put that. Although we that like it. Make me feel more uncomfortable about it. Uh, I don't know, it just reminded me of that Black Book scene. That I am a giant ear waiting for your words of niceness. That's all that ran through my head just then. You've you, you brought black books into this now. Hey, hey, oh, a, man, I'm so due for another watch yeah, of that. Yeah, now I am as well. God damn it. It's on Netflix, isn't it? I hope it's still on Netflix. That's my weekend sorted. It might be. Yeah, done. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am. you can find me at X, where I'm tweeting very discreetly about Metroid, just being like, I am so excited. Mm-mm. No spoilers here. Uh, it's very the, subtle. I like I'm tr- it. I'm trying, Joel. It's it's yeah. showing restraint. You're doing a very good job. Uh, where can they find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where basically the last thing I tweeted was September is almost over and I still don't have Golf Story. Um, and that's that was, pretty that was much a, how I feel at the moment. That's a fresh tweet. That was like the other day. That was it. Yeah, no, it was literally yesterday. There you go. Um, I also retweeted one of those amazing, um, the new memes going around the, you've heard of the elf on the shelf oh memes. My God. And it was, you've heard of the elf on the shelf, now get ready for, and it's a picture of an Eevee on a TV. And it made me laugh a lot. If we're bringing up um, a couple of those, uh, a yeah. friend of mine, Darren from Shine Spark has tweeted some great ones from Metroid. There was a uh, Kraid on a spade. <laughs> and also uh, Mother Brain in a crane. I love this meme, by the way. I love it. Oh, I love it as well. I feel like I feel like the it's gone from like you know saying our Twitter handles to what we've been tweeting to weekly meme watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a segment of the podcast now. Hey, we didn't discuss that meme the other week about the the guy looking at the other girl while his girlfriend looked at him disappointed. Like, That's we didn't very discuss true. that one. That's very true. But I this did is see a really great is, one of those. This is a quality which one. Was, uh, That's true. I do love this one, but I did see a good one of the the girl, the the guy with the two girls. Um, but it was the guy was Andy from Toy Story, and then the the girl he was holding hands with was Woody, and the other girl was Buzz. It fucking cracked me up. <laughs> it it fucking oh, got me so that's good. Brilliant! I love it. The internet's like, a wonderful uh, place when it's not being horrible and toxic. Harmless oh. memes, like innocent memes, are my favorite things. Wholesome memes, Joel. They have a name. Wholesome memes. There we wholesome go. Wholesome memes that's are word. quality yep. content. I love it. Yeah, we we'll have the the wholesome memes roundup <laughs> wholesome. each week at the end of the podcast. I love it. I also like that seagull meme going around. Oh, that's a brilliant one too. I do love it. We'll save it for next week because that one's we still relatively fresh. It's true. It's pretty new. All right. Well, uh, as Joel said, you can catch us next week where we'll talk about more memes and Joel will hopefully play Metroid. Fingers crossed. See ya. Bye.